Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is James P. Friel. I am excited that you're here with us today. Today, uh, my gracious, most amazing, wonderful co-host from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland, and I will be uh, coming to you just together today. Dean, it's just you and I, man. How are you today? (laughs) Well, after that introduction, I don't know whether to be pleased or suspicious. They were far too many kind words about me. What's going on? Uh, as time as time passes, I think you'll find that your suspicions prove to be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but you are sober. I'm just checking. You are. That's you are true. I am. Sober yes, mind. You're okay. There's no medical condition today. I need to know of. <laughs> None that I'm aware of. <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> I think we're good. I had. Uh, I'm recording this in the morning for me. I uh, had a great workout and feeling good and just. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I like it when we do these shows too. Like obviously I, I love having the guests on, but I think sometimes you and I don't necessarily share as much about what's going on in uh in our businesses and things like that. And so these are always fun for me. Yeah, me too, for sure. And uh just as a side note, actually, I know this is bizarre considering we we literally run arguably the best business podcast in the world, but I don't really generally listen to podcasts. And so uh a couple of days ago, I just so happened to catch part of someone's podcast. And you know how uh, when you and I decided or when you said about us doing this podcast together, you was like, look, most podcasts are kind of dull. They're good information, but they're not very exciting and they're a bit dull. I was like, okay, cool. I didn't really have any experience to back up what you said and being that everything you say is factually true. Actually, 100% accurate. Yeah. And I happened to listen to a clip of a podcast the other day and you're right. Aren't people dull? Yeah, they are. They're just like, ah, oh, like it's it's very gray. Like yeah. it's as if, right? It's as if they're uh, they're living in a world with no color and we went back to like the 1950s or whenever they had black and white right. TV. And it's like, what what is happening here? Like why did the personality get sucked out of this room like a vacuum cleaner came in and just took it all out? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and it was kind of like <laughs> it was like dull gray and also kind of like I remember when I was younger and you used to listen to the radio and you had these like stereotypical radio DJs that were like, I don't know, just weird. Like that's kind of what yeah. I heard the other day. Yeah. Yeah. No, they make uh, like the jokes feel forced if there are right. any jokes. Yeah. There's uh, it's just uh, it's all business all the time. I think this is like an overarching theme or lesson that I'm I'm seeing. It's like you look at the brands that are connecting with their customers. They're the ones that actually have some personality. Right. Here's a here's actually a funny joke. This really made me laugh. Um, so I don't think over in the UK you guys have this, but here, here in the states we've got you know these fast food restaurants, which is <laughs> why a lot of everybody over here is fat. <laughs> but there's uh, there's one called Chick Fil A, and Chick Fil A is uh, they're closed on Sundays, but they serve you know these like you know as you'd imagine chicken sandwiches and 
nuggets and like all that sort of stuff. Right. And then you've got, you know, your Wendy's McDonald's and all that sort of thing too. Sure. And, um, there was a tweet by Chick-fil-A <laughs> recently that said, what's better than enjoying one of our chicken sandwiches on a Wednesday afternoon? Cause it was like Wednesday and they were just trying to like, you know, promote and all that other stuff. Right. And, uh, that, that was Chick-fil-A. And then Wendy's replies to Chick-fil-A and they just said, actually something better than that is enjoying one of our chicken sandwiches on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> like when, <laughs> like when Chick-fil-A is close. And, and I was just like, I don't eat at either one of those places, but if I was going to go somewhere, I would a hundred percent have gone to Wendy's because of their snarky little, uh, <laughs> remark. And it, it just, uh, it, you know, it shows personality. And I think that's, that's what people are attracted to. Like we're not attracted to people that have no personality. Right. So why would be why would we be attracted to brands and companies that have no personality either? Exactly. Exactly. So the moral of the story is here to the listeners is you are absolutely listening to the the best podcast in the world right now. Well and I think the other moral of the story is that uh that that I was right about right. all this. Exactly. You was right. Again. Yeah let's let's please not forget that. That's uh <laughs> <laughs> Very important detail that we should not gloss over. Um, <laughs> so I suppose so, now that we've like torn holes into everyone else out there, um, what, what's what's been going on with you lately? What what are we going to discuss on this here grand show of ours? I don't know. Maybe we just continue to tear holes into other people's podcasts the whole episode. I, like uh, I did too. I feel like we really got the wheels greased and we're off to a good start. <laughs> <laughs> so uh no so so there's one uh one thing that I don't think that I've shared on on the show and potentially with you either although I think you've heard like different bits and pieces of this but it's been super helpful for companies that I've been working with. Are you telling me we've got secrets? Uh, look, look, I'm telling you right now. I'm going to tell you and I I've, I've been I here's the thing, Dean. I think so highly of you. <laughs> and I didn't want to give this to you before it was fully thought through because <laughs> your opinion means so much nicely dressed and, up i like it yeah okay <laughs> all right <laughs> anyway cut your bullshit james <laughs> <laughs> you just got it first class style <laughs> so i want you to imagine that uh that your company right so internet profits has five different pillars that make it a stable business and sustainable and those five pillars are marketing, sales, operations, delivery, and finance. Okay, so we've got we've got these five systems or these five areas that need systems. And and no matter what you look at, what business you're in, whether it's uh, you know a e-commerce business, whether it's a coaching business, whether it's a anything or solopreneur up to large teams, whatever, like whatever you call those things, those are the five core pillars that you have in a business. And, and they're obvious, right? Marketing is getting people to raise their hands. Sales is getting people to shake their hands. Operations is keeping the whole, all of the moving pieces and parts of the company together. Delivery is when you give the people the things that they bought. And finance is how you keep track of how much money you're making, right? Yeah. So we've got these, we've got these five pillars. And uh, in my mind, I imagine them as columns. And so then, then we go and we say, okay, cool. Where are we with respect to how much leverage and systemization we're getting out of each one of these areas? And how effectively is it helping us achieve 
our goals, right? So then we say, okay, each one of these areas then has to be ranked as having red, yellow, or green, right? So, uh, so if you imagine, we're kind of building a grid, right? We've got the columns, which are the pillars, and then we've got three rows, which could be red, yellow, or green. And, and red is, it, there's no system in place. Everything that we're doing requires like hard work, right? Right. A lot of a lot of effort, manual, and uh, and and the results are very you know they're very very sporadic. They only happen from time to time, and you're not really sure how, which button to push to get the result. And then you move to yellow, and yellow is definitely improved from red because you have uh, some systems in place, so you're getting some leverage, but there's still a lot of manual work required. And the results are more consistent than they were red, but they're still kind of sporadic. And then you have green, and green is where we aspire to get the systems for each one of these pillars in our business. And green is where we have a significant amount of leverage. So now we're working smarter. We're not just working harder. Mm. Our results are consistent, and we can basically just make sure that we're managing things as opposed to having to do the heavy lifting. And so we've got red, yellow, green. And so so the thing that's been really, really cool is that with this framework, you can take that and you can apply that to your business or any business. And you can say, all right, almost immediately, where am I? And then you can easily determine what you need to do to go from one stage to the next. So from red to yellow and from yellow to green. And in order to run a company that's got high amounts of leverage, gives you the freedom as an entrepreneur that you really wanted in the first place, and the ability to have unlimited income potential, you really you really need to be striving to get those uh, those all those systems to green. That's kind of uh, the culmination of a lot of different things I've been working on over over a long period of time, but it's become so much more succinct recently. And, and I, I don't think I've ever shared it on the show. So I thought, uh, I thought some people might find value in that. Yeah, that is, uh, that's awesome. This is why I, I think we've mentioned it, this in the past, but, um, just, just for the listener's benefit, like you, you came in, didn't you, into, into our company to help us with a lot of systemization stuff. So anytime you, you speak about these things, I listen intently because, uh, I think all the stuff that's in your brain is the stuff that everybody knows and wishes they they had and could have and but they don't really know where to begin. So I think that was quite a quite a straightforward way of looking at it with the red, yellow, green. I like it. Yeah, it's so simple, right? And that's and that's the thing that, you know, I was uh I was talking with uh with Russell the other day and he's just really been on this whole, you know, simplicity kick and uh and so we were talking about this stuff and simple is what gets people to use things. Right. right. Simple is what what gets people to understand things. And 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 this goes for, you know, and I know you've got some interesting marketing things that you guys have been doing, but when we started talking uh at the beginning of the year, your goal for this year was simplification. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And it's such an under I feel like it's so underrated to simplify something, but so so powerful when you do. Because that's what that's what causes change, and that's what causes people to actually see what you're doing, and like your simplicity in your marketing message. If your marketing message is too complicated, like no people are going to get confused, and they're they're just not going to buy. Yeah. And uh, and so like I've I've been very intent uh, intently focusing on 
how to simplify, uh, you know, a framework to help people understand how, where they are with their systems and their business and how, how to put them in place so that the systems aren't holding them back. And so I'm, I'm pretty excited to continue sharing that with everybody. Yeah, no, I love it. And I love, um, I think one of the biggest things, certainly I know this is something that's happened with me over the years. I'm pretty sure speaking to a lot of people, it's quite a common thing, but how people often feel like there are like, I don't know, dozens and dozens and dozens of areas or a million and one areas that they need to be focused on and improving and, you know, imp- like tweaking and making him better constantly. So even, even just the fact that you just said, look, there are five pillars to the business that every business, no matter what you're doing, needs to, needs to have a grip on and what they're doing. You know, I think even with that, not even before you even got into the red, yellow, green and explaining that side of things, I think even that should be a big value to a lot of people listening because I know for me, sometimes I've slipped into habits where I've been like, oh, I just don't know where to focus or what to do because there's so much going on and there's all these different things. But like you just said there, you know, when you step back and you think about it, it's like, okay, well, we need to have marketing going on. We've got to have ways of bringing additional eyes and additional targeted prospects towards the business and acquiring people. You know, we have to have sales. We've got to be converting those visitors, those prospects into customers of the business. We have to have operations. We have to have delivery and finance. And I think like when you think about if, if everybody listening just thought about their business in that way, it, it's got to simplify anyway, because everything you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. Everything fits into these categories. You know, everything. I, and I don't think, I think you're right. I don't think there is a business model that, that wouldn't fit into those things. It doesn't matter what you're doing. So that's universal. So I love it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're online, you're offline, you got a small team, you got a big team, like those functions need to happen, right? You can't, you can't possibly have a business where there's no marketing and, and people might say, well, I don't have, you know, paid ads or I don't have, you know, SEO or whatever. But if you have people who are referral customers, that's your marketing exactly. system. Right, like that's where they come from, and and clearly you don't. If you don't have sales, you don't have a business. Yeah, and right, and then if you know, how are you actually making sure that everything's getting done? Like that has to happen. And if you're not delivering things to people, <laughs> well, then, then why are they paying you? <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. That's not going to last very long. And then you know, the one area that I feel like a lot of early stage entrepreneurs, and and frankly, not even early stage entrepreneurs, but even ones that are a little bit more advanced and uh, have made progress, uh, drop the ball on is the whole the whole finance pillar. hundred oh, percent. I can I can actually speak on that. Um, I I did this over the last year. This was a mistake I actually made. So so as as you know, James, uh, just to just to fill all the listeners in. So over the last kind of eighteen months, we've gone through a huge transitional phase in the business. I went from you know running a business very successfully, you know six figures a month from my home. So just working from home, I've had offices in the past, but I'd got rid of all those and, you know, everything was just virtual. Uh, But I reached a stage where I was no longer productive in that state. And I had these kind of aspirations of where I saw the business going. And that required growing the team and getting an office and having this, this whole kind of infrastructure we now have. But in doing all of these changes, what was happening for me is I'd built up a nice reserve of cash in the bank. And so I was, you know, I've, I've not took out any finance to do all this stuff that we did. It was all cash out the bank, paying for everything, you know, the, everything that we did. Um, but the problem was, is actually throughout this transition, I actually underestimated how quick 
we could actually get things going again. Because I, I literally, you know, we, we don't have time today to mm. talk about this in depth, but we can leave this for another day. But I essentially shut everything off to pursue a slightly different direction of who we were attracting into the business as a customer and client. And one of the kind of my mistakes that I made in going through that was I was putting all of this money back in and throwing everything I had at the this grand vision of the future of kind of the, the legacy path, if you want to call it that, of where I wanted to go for a better future in the company for myself. But along the way, I may, I took my eye off the ball of like cash in the bank, you know, because I was so comfortable when I was at home was what had happened. I was immensely mm. comfortable. And so I didn't even really think twice about it. It was like, let's just go full steam ahead where I'm going and not even look back. But then all of a sudden it was like, ah, hang on a minute. We've we're not selling. <laughs> we've, we've just focused only on building this stuff. And now we've stopped selling anything. Not, not completely, but certainly not to the degree that I was shelling out with money. Do you know what I mean? And so I think what yeah. you just said there is, is actually very easy. I, looking back, it almost feels dumb. But I can tell you categorically that over the last six to 12 months, I've absolutely made that mistake where I was putting everything in, wasn't focused on sales because so, so it's the finance area of the business, as, as you just put it, that I wasn't focused on. Therefore, everything else was suffering. And all of a sudden, it became panic station like, ah, this is a problem. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it can happen fast also. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Right? You know, you've got a, an existing infrastructure. It requires overhead to keep that running. And the faster, like one of the things that I've realized is the faster that you want to go or the bigger that you want to grow the more closely you need to be paying attention to those numbers. Because just like if you... Uh, so so you just got uh, you know a, a new car, yes. right? You just got this beautiful new uh, Range yeah. Rover. And that's got, that's got some, some power to it. If you had your foot on the gas the, like, all the way down and there was no speedometer and there was none of that stuff, like, you're, you're going to be in bad right. shape. And, right? and, but if you're going really slow then it's not as important, right? If you're going five miles an hour, it's not like super critical that you know like all those things. But the faster you go, the more important it is that you stay in touch with your numbers because that's the that's like the data that's coming back to you that's saying, all right, all these activities that we're doing, what what production is that actually resulting in? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. And 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 if you're not measuring that and forecasting it, and that's that's the other piece. Um you know, so so I'm, you know, I I highly recommend that you know everybody get, uh, you know, get their their financial systems in order, and that means having your income statement, or you know, some people call it a P and L, you know, delivered to you, and you're looking at it on on a regular basis. But that, and your balance sheet and your cash flow statement, but just as important as those things, especially for us as entrepreneurs, is your cash flow forecast. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That says, okay, like here's here's the sales that are coming in. Here's the expenses that are going out. Where are we going to be in 90 days if nothing changes? And then running and then using that to do, uh, you know, like, oh, right. Well, what if this happens? Then what does it look like? And what if that happens? What does that mm-hmm. look like? And I, I can't imagine anything that is more important in the health of your business than, you know, than being able to do that. Because if you don't get that right, it really doesn't matter how excited you are. Yeah, <laughs> you know definitely. What I mean? And I, I, I would suspect, I would suspect that there will be a lot of people 
potentially even our listeners, as smart as they are listening to the best business podcast in the world, of course, I would still suspect that there are a ton of people right here listening now that couldn't actually say what, like even approximately what their monthly outgoing is within, say, the nearest thousand books or so. Like, and, right. and, and the truth is, like, I only learned this lesson. It was actually the first time I learned this lesson was in 2000. And, when was it? Like 2011, maybe, maybe 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. And so what happened with me is I was actually moving uh, to Wales, which is another part of uh, the UK, um, to do a project with somebody for six months. And when I got up there, it was kind of like, okay, we needed to really sit down and work out the finances of like where I was, what was happening, what my income, what my outgoing was in my business, all that kinds of stuff. And for the very first time ever, ever, considering I left my job two or so years previously to run my own business, for the first time ever, I actually sat down and figured out how much money was going out of my bank account each month. And it was like, it was mm. quite a strange thing like now it's it's like just a, a common thing to me but you know back then the first time I did it I went through these weird set of emotions firstly I was worried to do it because I was worried that I was going to find out that I needed to make a lot of money every month just to survive because my kind of outgoings have yeah. grown and in my head I didn't know what it was and so you're just pulling a figure out of your ass thinking like this is how much I have to make in order to survive um, so firstly I was worried but when I did it I was actually this like overwhelming sense of relief. It was like a massive weight off my shoulders because actually what I needed to bring in to kind of just float was actually significantly less than I'd imagined it was in my head. And I tell you the other thing as well is that I actually discovered a literal metric, scientifically weighed out crap ton of stuff that I was paying for that I didn't need. And so it was like, and so oh, it was yeah. like, I actually managed to shave off like, I don't know, I can't even put the figure on it right now, but I would imagine it was, if not hundred, if it wasn't hundreds, it was definitely into the thousand plus per month that I could actually just make a couple of calls, log into a couple of accounts and remove those outgoings. I mean, I even found certain accounts that I was paying for three of the same thing. I'd somehow signed up three times. And so... I think if anybody gets any, I, I didn't know what this, what direction our podcast today was going to take, to be honest. I know that we plan everything carefully, but today felt a little uncertain. And I said to you before we started, I feel unpredictable, didn't I? Um, but I, <laughs> I think if anyone listening does anything from listening to this show today, it would be to listen to the five pillars that you said. But if they focus probably on any of those things, I, I would... I would urge everyone listening, if they can't tell that figure, to go and get on top of their finances this week. Just figure out, like, go through all of your online, like, outgoings. It's easy nowadays. That's the cool thing. You don't have to go to the bank. You don't have to do all this stuff. You can literally log into your online banking. Most people can. And just have a look over the last 30 days what things are going out of your bank account. And just add it all up and see what's going out. And then see, actually, what things can be cut off and go. Because I guarantee people will immediately be able to save money. And not only are them we the best business podcast, but we're also just out there saving the world money. Well, totally. I think that's an incredible first step. Um, and there's a couple couple thoughts that come to my mind when when you're talking about that. The first is everybody this like for some reason, the the num the money side is not the sexy side. Right. 
right? Everyone gets right. Everyone's like, oh man, like we're going to create this new thing and we're going to sell this new thing and we're going to create, you know, ads and marketing campaigns and all this other stuff, right? And then, but if you're, <laughs> this is like so, it's just so funny to me because if you're a entrepreneur and you are saying, yeah, I want to grow my business and I want to make a lot of money, money is a number, right? Right. That's what it is. And if you're not paying attention to the numbers, like how do you expect to grow that number if you're not paying attention exactly. to it? Like it does, it doesn't make any sense to me. And um, and and I understand the 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 fear and the sort of uncertainty that goes along with this, but but just like anything else, like it's it's nothing to be scared of. You it it must be confronted in order to be managed. Exactly. And um and I remember listening to uh, or watching an episode of Shark Tank once, and um, I can't remember which of the sharks it was. I think it might have been Kevin O'Leary, but he referred to his money as soldiers, and that concept has stuck with me. Where he's like, "I'm not going to send my soldiers out to battle if I don't think they're going to come back," mm, like right? It. And I'm. And 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 like when we're spending money unnecessarily or we're not tracking the money or keeping careful, we're letting our soldiers die, right? Because those are the soldiers that we have the ability to direct and channel as a resource to turn into something bigger and they can multiply and we're multiplying like our troops, so to speak. But if you're not being responsible with your soldiers and you're not keeping an eye on them, then they're going to they're going to go to somebody else's yeah. camp. That's what happens, yeah, right? Happen. They just say, I'm out of here. This general's not paying attention to me. The other thing I wanted to say, and I'm You've a little bit of a rant here. you to is, say. You're uh, just getting greedy now with it. I'm getting so greedy. Um, the, the other thing is there are a tremendous amount of people who are creative entrepreneurs. And those people are not necessarily spreadsheet people or data people or that. And and I feel like in many cases, those are the people who uh, avoid this area mm. of the business. And, and I think they operate under the false assumption that they have to be the ones who are doing this. Like they have to be the ones who are keeping track of their uh do, keeping their books and 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 running those reports and like doing all the tedious stuff that's required to do it and and you don't right, right? You, like you can hire a good bookkeeper to keep your books and then have them give you your reports so that you you get them and and there's you know way more that goes into you know understanding how to read those reports and all that stuff that than we have time here for but but the point is one, you got to track your soldiers. And two, you don't have to be the one who's the bean counter in the business in order to make that happen. Mm. Like for hundreds of dollars a month, you can get a good bookkeeper who's keeping track of your numbers. And this way, like you at least know where yeah. you stand. Yeah, I love it. Definitely. And I think, I think one thing that I would just also add is that some people are going to think, oh, well, you know what? Like, it just doesn't seem worth the effort. Like, maybe I could find 
$1,000 a month that I'm spending that I don't need to be spending. But think about things in this way. This is how an, another area that I've started to shift because I, I know like years ago when I started making a ton of money, I, I was like a bit stupid with it. And I, I would think that way. Oh, you know, it's not worth my time. I'll make another $1,000 tomorrow instead of wasting my time, you know, a bit stupid and naive and ridiculous. But nowadays I think about things like this. I do, as you do, James, and probably a lot of people listening, I do a paid advertising in my business. Now, if your return on your spend when you're advertising to impact more people, reach more people and change more people's lives, whatever you do in your business, if you're getting a two, even a two to one return on investment, like that thousand dollars you're wasting is actually not a thousand dollars. It can become many times more because instead of putting it to good use, like I, I love what you just said there about sending your soldiers out. Like you could be sending your soldiers out to die or you could be sending them out to multiply. Like, and, and these, these things compound, right? So that thousand dollars lost this month because you can't be bothered to get on top of your finances compounded over the next year could probably actually be, you're throwing tens of thousands of dollars down the drain. Oh, absolutely. And I'll add one thing to that is that the thousand dollars you're throwing away you know, no business has uh, all of your revenue equal your profits, right? There's always, you know, what what's your profit margin? And let's just say, you know, a, let's just say for argument's sake to make these numbers easy, that your profit margin is 25%, right? right? After all expenses are paid and everything. That means the $1,000 that you are throwing away, you have to make $4,000 in order to keep oh, that thousand. Yeah, And so when... Right when you're when you're throwing that thousand dollars away, that's what drops to the right. bottom line, and it's way easier to grow the profitability of a company by by eliminating unnecessary expenses than it is adding new revenue. And if you are going to add new revenue, wouldn't you rather add new revenue into a machine that has a more productive use of the money that's going into it? And so you've got the thing that you just talked about, where you know it could be a two to one thing on your ads. And then on top of that, you have the fact that it costs it cost you $4,000 just to make that thousand, depending on your profit margin. And, any, and this is why the most uh, wealthy people focus so much on their expenses. It's because they truly understand that this is how, this is how money works and they, they don't want to let it go because they know the effort required in order to, to create it and then to keep it. And then to put it to good use is like it's just it's just not good sense not to uh, not to be focusing Definitely. on that stuff. And it has to be like has to be the easiest thing to fix as well. Like in terms of anybody within an hour from now could actually save thousands of dollars, like just by looking and and just figuring it out. So, oh, hundred percent. There's very few businesses that you could go into where you couldn't immediately strip out almost 10% right. of their expenses without really without even right. really noticing that those expenses are gone. I'm not talking about making like heavy cuts like firing people and closing down offices and stuff. I'm talking about just like the wasteful nonsense that happens as you're growing because as you're growing like you just sort of add things and, and sometimes you add more than you need. And so you got to constantly definitely, keep an eye on definitely. it. So wow, what a what a value filled show. What an interesting turn. I had no idea we were going to talk, be talking about this. I didn't. I thought we'd just talk about how awesome we were and throw shit at everyone else. 
I know. Let's uh, we can we go back to that for a few minutes? <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. And it's I think this is a great reminder for anyone and everyone. I think anybody listening to this that is on top of it is has to be undoubtedly, I'm sure, like nodding their head and agreeing like, oh, yeah, everyone needs to do this. And if you aren't on top of your finances, do it like. Put us to the test. And I, and I think if you do put us to the test, you need to definitely come back to iTunes and leave us a review on how much money we just saved you in this last 30 minutes. Oh, I like that call to action. That's the, that's the, mm-hmm. you see what I did? <laughs> that's the marketing prowess being revealed. Uh, I know, right? Shining through. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, we just saved you all this money. The least you could do is spend 10 seconds to leave a review, right? Absolutely. I, I totally agree. We'd, uh, we'd love your reviews, you guys. And, uh, and yeah, go ahead, put it to the test. There's like, there's no, uh, there's no negative outcome that's going to happen from taking this advice. And that's, that's how, you know, it's like a principle that's true. Right. Right. It's like, okay, this is, uh, like who's going to have a detrimental effect on their business by understanding their numbers better. Nobody. Who's going to have a detrimental effect on their business by making sure they get rid of wasteful expenses? <laughs> like nobody, <laughs> right? They can't. Right. There's no counter argument to this. So exactly. Um, so, and if you want to get really carried away afterwards, go do it in your personal life as well, and then come back and tell us how many more fun things you can go and do with your kid or your spouse because you just found all this crap you're wasting money on that you'd forgot about. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, the the thousand dollars a month that you're spending on whatever. You know that that could easily turn into a really nice uh, vacation in a very short period of time. Exactly. And so here on just the tips, we save money, we reinvest money, and we send you on vacations. That's it. That's our uh, that's our new tagline. I think we should just go with that. <laughs> or maybe not. Anyway, um, well, this uh, this was a lot of fun, Dean. And like I said at the beginning, I'm I'm always uh, I'm always excited to have guests on the show and meet new people and find out what they're up to. But I'm equally uh, enthusiastic about being able to just have these conversations with you and get our ideas out there and maybe sometimes give, uh, give a little bit extra value to our listeners because we do appreciate you guys and uh, want to make sure that um, you're, you're able to take the things that we're talking about here and apply them and get real results in your business. And that's what makes us excited and happy. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, what's cool is as well, James, is that uh, because I didn't fully know what direction today was going to take, well, it turns out I didn't know at all. um, I had a couple of notes on a few awesome things that I was actually planning on raising here today. But obviously, we took a different turn, actually, probably for the better. But now it gives me the opportunity to kind of mention a little something as a cliffhanger, if you like, something to to feed our beautiful audience and bring them back next time where you and I have this uh, moment together. You see, um, just recently, I've been able to generate six figures in a very short period of time in my business by doing something particular. It revolves around making uh, seemingly irresistible offers to people that said they couldn't do anything more with you because they weren't in a certain position to do so financially or otherwise. How can you create and put out and market irresistible offers that mean price no longer ever becomes an issue? And I was going to share something about that today and how we've done that. And I guess in looking at your five pillars, it definitely falls into the marketing and sales category. Um, so if we have time next time, we can always uh, deep dive into that and share because uh, anyone with an existing audience, uh, this is something that people will be able to put into practice immediately and make more money. 
Well, I um, selfishly, I can't wait to hear that because I want to put it into practice. That sounds amazing. <laughs> right. And, uh, the next guest just got canceled then, of course. <laughs> that's right. Canceled. All right. No, you're no longer welcome on the show. Um, yeah. Well, that's amazing. So, uh, How is well, Ramacio anyway? <laughs> <laughs> he's good. He hasn't said a lot these days, which, which is surprising. Actually, he's, he's probably somewhere talking about himself right now. Um, <laughs> even as we speak. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Sun bellowing on his naked chest as he surfs a Lamborghini or something. <laughs> that he can't afford. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Well, on that note, um, when we come back and do another show, just the two of us, that's exactly what I want to get into, man. I can't wait to hear what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to it. Likewise. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap this things up. Um, you guys, thanks for being here today and joining Dean and I. And uh, if, like Dean said, um, if you're finding value in the show, definitely we'd appreciate a review on iTunes or any one of the other platforms that we're on. And in the meantime, we will uh, we'll get on with our days. And next time, we'll be bringing you the intriguing, irresistible offer that Dean is talking about that will help you, has helped him add a minimum of six figures in his business in a short period of time. So that's it. Subscribe, share, and uh, tell everybody about the show. We appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. It's James B. Freel signing off with Dean Holland from Just the Tips. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.